This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Church from Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit our website at faithchurchlubbock.com. What we're going to do now is we're going to have all the adults come down here and work. No, I'm just kidding. We're going to give you some coloring books. And no, I, I welcome all of you here. And I, I believe this is a big deal to the Lord today that you would pause to come to church. You would pause in your Christmas morning, whether that was gifts, whether that was family, but this was that important for you to be here. And so I believe, again, the Lord delights in that. I'm, I'm going to read this morning from the book of Luke, chapter 2, and it's become my favorite on the, the Christmas story. But last week, we talked a little bit about the messianic prophecies all through the Old Testament about the coming of a Messiah, and I quoted last week Isaiah 9, verse 6, which says, Unto you is born a king. He will be called Counselor, Mighty, Prince of Peace. And so we, we saw the fulfillment of that messianic prophecy. But as I was studying that, I had the thought, how many of those people, maybe throughout their entire life, how, how many people that believed that there would be a Savior that would be born never actually saw him. But they continued to believe. And, and I think about that many times as us as adults, we hear that Jesus is going to come back the second time. But he's never done that. How many of you have heard that your entire life? Jesus is going to come back. He's going to come back. And so I highlight that just as the scriptures fulfilled the birth of Jesus, the scriptures will fulfill the second coming of Jesus. It's going to happen. So we begin here in Luke chapter 2, verse 1. It says, It came to pass in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augusta that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Kyrnus was governor of Syria. This was all a, a taxation ploy is what this was. That was what all this was about. Verse 3. So all went, reg it went to be registered, everyone into his own city. And so each family would journey to the town where their ancestral records were. And so when you just begin to look at this here, you begin to see how Father God connected all the dots. Scripture said that the Messiah would be born in, in, in Bethlehem. But there had to be a purpose or a reason for Joseph and Mary to be in Bethlehem. And so this is what the attraction was to him. Verse 4, Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was the house and the lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. Now, verses 4 and 5 are are loaded with information to me. First of all, we see that Joseph and Mary, they, they honored what was asked them to do, to go register. They did that. And, you know, from, from Nazareth to the area of Jerusalem and Bethlehem was close to 60 miles. wasn't an easy journey. But when you see the, the word Bethlehem, 
The word Bethlehem has several meanings. First of all, it means the house of bread. The second part of Bethlehem, really the L-E-H-E-M, has the meaning that of a warrior and a fighter. Our Lord and Savior Jesus, he fulfilled both the meanings of the word Bethlehem. John 6, 48 says that he would be the bread of life. And then we know that Jesus upon the cross, he became the ultimate warrior, the ultimate fighter. When it says that Mary and Joseph went into the city of David, both Mary and Joseph were both descendants of King David. Also, the word Bethlehem in Micah chapter 5, verse 2, which is another messianic prophecy, said, Out of you, O Bethlehem, will come the ruler of Israel. So everything's moving toward the, the fulfillment of all this. And so we know they get to Bethlehem. I'll paraphrase just for a little bit. The Lord Jesus is born. He's born in a manger. And again, the reason there was no place in the end because all the people were coming to register for the, the census. So now we, we pick up in verse number eight. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Now this was the, the shepherd's valley. And, and I want you to think of something here. These lowly, humble shepherds are keeping the flocks by night. Now, you got to realize, it was pitch dark out. I mean, you could not see. And in those days, there was not a generator. They didn't have a flashlight with LED lights. I, I think at that dark night, maybe the only form of light they had at all was a, a fire that was built right there. And there they are out at night watching the flock. But this wouldn't be any ordinary night, okay? Verse number nine. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. I imagine so. Thinking all we're going to do tonight is show up and watch the sheep, and all of a sudden, the angel of the Lord's there. Verse 10, then the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Now the first phrase I want you to see is the angel of the Lord specifically said, I bring you. And I believe that speaks today to each one of us in here. I, I bring you, every one of us individually, I bring you great, great news with great joy today. And then he ends in verse 10 and he says, which will be to all people. And so the Lord Jesus wants an individual relationship with us. But the Lord Jesus, if I read this correctly, is for all people. And I want to highlight all people. In Revelations, it says heaven will be made up of every nation, of every tribe, and every tongue. And of all people, you know what that means? The good, the bad, 
and the ugly. That's why Jesus came for all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel of multitude of heavenly hosts praising God. Now, this was the first Christmas. This was Jesus' birth announcement right here. And so here are these humble shepherds, and there's the angel of the Lord, and, and they get word that the Savior was going to be born. And all of a sudden, the masses of angels that show up, and I don't believe they were quiet. I believe the first Christmas was ushered in with music and praise and worship and honor. Can, can you imagine in the Shepherd's Valley the celebration that was going on? Verse 14, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And so we hear the story here of everything that takes place, and I'm going to paraphrase just for a little bit. So after the eighth day, the Lord Jesus is circumcised. And they've given him the name Jesus, which they knew that would be his name. And so as I'm reading and studying all this, I come into a passage of scripture that I have never really studied much on. But I want to share with just a little bit further, okay? Verse 25. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. The, the name Simeon himself means he's a hearer. He hears. And this guy named Simeon, he's elderly. He's old. He's a resident of Jerusalem. This was a man who had gotten a promise from the Lord years before. So let's study here a little bit just about this guy named Simeon. And it said, this man was just and devout. He was a good man. He was a God-fearing man. He was a, a man who loved God. And it says about him, he was waiting for the consolation of Israel which refers to the comfort that the Messiah would bring to all people, the fulfillment of Isaiah chapter 40, verses 1 and 2. And so Simeon is just, he's just not holding on. He's waiting with an expectation. And it's interesting here at the ver uh, end of verse 25, it says, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. The Holy Spirit was active in the very first Christmas. And I'm going to highlight something before I read further. You'll see the reference of the Holy Spirit in verse 25, verse 26, and verse 27. It goes on to say, And it had been revealed to Simeon by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. What a promise. The very first Christmas. But this elderly man was given a promise. Verse 27. So he came by the Spirit 
He came by the Holy Spirit. He was led into the temple by the Holy Spirit. And when the parents brought in the child Christ to do for him according to the custom of the law. So you begin to see here how the Holy Spirit connected the dots. On this night, this man named Simeon goes into the temple and Mary and Joseph bring in the new baby into the temple. They cross paths. You know, I, I, I believe God still crosses paths. I do. I believe that with all my heart. Verse 28. And Simeon took him up in his arms. He cradled him in his arms. Now, can you imagine what's going on in this guy's mind, his heart? I've been told of the, the, the prophecies my whole life about the birth of this Savior. And, and I was given a promise that I wouldn't depart from this earth until I'd seen the Christ. And, and here he is cradling this baby. And the scripture said, and he blessed God and he said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace. I believe that's a word of encouragement for every one of us in here. He still allows his servants to depart in peace. The peace of knowing there's a Lord and Savior. There's a peace of knowing my eternal destination. And he said that you would allow your servant to depart in peace according to your word. Hang on to the word of God, okay? Live with the word of God. Remember, Jesus promised he's going to come back. He's going to come back, okay? Don't, don't lose heart of the scriptures. For my eyes have seen your salvation which you have prepared before the face of all peoples. All peoples. People that have blown it in life. People that have made mistakes in life, which would be every one of us. All peoples. A light to bring revelation to the Gentiles. Oh, happy day, that's us. And the glory of your people, Israel. Now listen what he goes on to say here. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rise of men in Israel, and for a sign will be spoken against. And so what he's talking about here is not everyone will accept the salvation that Jesus offers and even some will stumble over him. And this literally comes down to, do you accept Jesus? Or do you reject Jesus? Verse 35. Yes, the sword will pierce through your own soul also. And the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. The opposition to Jesus will reach its climax at the cross. 
And this man of God named Simeon spoke that into Mary as a warning to her. And again, we highlight this because all of this took place. Just an interesting fact for you, for Mary. She was the only person at Jesus' birth. She was the only person at Jesus' death. And she was the only person at the resurrection of Jesus. Pretty interesting, huh? But the story doesn't end here with Simeon. We go on just a little farther, verse 36. Now there was one Anna, a prophetess. A woman of God who was a prophetess. The daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age. And had lived with her husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years old. Most documents right now are this time in this woman named Anna's life. Believe she was 106. Well, she had lived a good life. 106, but as I read that, I had the thought, wonder how many times in her, her, her life of 106 years has she heard the messianic prophecies. So she's 106 years old, and it says, who did not depart from the temple but serve God with fastings and prayers night and day. This was her life. She was a woman that fasted and prayed at the temple, but I thought she must have really believed the scriptures were true because day by day by day, she would go to the temple. And I will highlight her life was that of fasting and prayer. We're gonna talk about that next week, about the significance of that. But this woman was a woman of God. Now watch what it says here in verse 30, 38. And coming in that instant, and coming in that instant, what this is literally talking about is she comes in the, the instant that this man of God, Simeon, is cradling the Lord Jesus. She comes into the temple that instant. Romans 8, 14 says, those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons and daughters of God. And she goes into the temple and she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who look for redemption in Jerusalem. The reason I highlight these two people they never lost hope. They never lost hope of the messianic prophecy. I don't want us to lose hope. And these two people, Simeon and Anna, who the scriptures talk about, they not only never lost hope, they believed and had an expectation. We're going to see the Christ. We're going to see the Messiah. And I want to highlight just what he said here. The Christ is for you. He's for all people. 
And many times we have the thought, I'm not worthy of salvation. Well, the truth of it is, none of us are worthy of salvation. But the Lord said in Ephesians, he said, we're saved by grace through faith. And so I, I just want you to bow your head right there where you're at right now. And here we are on Christmas Day in the year 2022. And Father God, we stand before you right now. And we thank you that all the the messianic prophecies of the coming of the Lord Jesus have been fulfilled. And Lord Jesus, this morning, we crown you as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that through the scriptures, you died for all of us. And so if you're here today, and just with every head bowed, if Jesus isn't Lord of your life, and you would desire to receive him this morning, I just want you to raise your hand right there where you're at and say, that's me. I, I see the hand. I see a hand. I see two hands. Is there anyone? Just raise your hand up real high. I see another hand. I see him. And more so, God, God sees you. God sees you. And so, every one of us right here where we're at, I just ask you to stay in this this, this atmosphere of honor to the king. I, I want us all to pray this right here on Christmas morning. And especially you who have your hands. Just say from your mouth right now, Father God, I come before you as a sinner. And I ask you on this Christmas morning to forgive me of all my sin. I confess and I repent of my sin. And I ask you to forgive me. And Lord Jesus, on December 25th, I ask you to come into my heart and be Lord of my life. I receive you as Lord. And I live with an expectation that you're coming back to get me. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's clap. (laughs) You know, every one of you who raised your hand, don't ever forget December 25th, 2022. That'll be a day. You You need to record this day. Whether you write it in a book, a Bible, but the big thing is, you write that on your heart. And there's days you may not feel like you're born again, but because I'm saved by grace, by faith, I can reassure you, begin to say that. I thank you, Lord, today, but I thank you, you saved me this day. And God will bless you, okay? God will touch your heart. Thank you once again for joining us on this podcast. To check out more services from Faith Church, you can find our live broadcast on YouTube or check out our website at faithchurchlubbock.com for more information on upcoming events, how to give, and how you can get involved.